Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. I do believe that I have a word of prophecy for you today, and uh, I'll share with you where it comes from, but uh, uh, we, we were taught growing up that you always opened your sermon with the Scripture, so I'm going to open with Exodus chapter 33 and verse 1. And then I'm going to give you what I believe the Lord would speak to those that are in this house. Would you stand with me one more time for the reading of God's word? Exodus 33 and verse 1. Pastor Buddy called it. He's a prophet too because I am preaching two different messages today. Last week it happened by accident. Today it's happening on purpose. But uh, So if, if you don't have a roast, amen. You all shouldn't have a roast. You're on the Daniel's fast. I rebuke you right now for having a roast and disobeying the pastor. If you got bread baking at house at the house or rice aroni waiting on the stove, just whatever it is, I'm going to just go to preaching. Amen. Exodus 33 and verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, get going. Another translation says, get up and go. You and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt, go to the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I told them, I will give this land to your descendants. The word of the Lord to someone in this house today is get up and go. Father, I ask you to use me today for your glory. Speak your word through me today. I ask that your spirit and your glory would be manifest in this house. And I thank you in advance for those that are going to be healed filled with your spirit, and that are coming to the waters of baptism in the name of the Lord. And everyone said, would you praise the Lord one more time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord uh, deals with me in different ways when it comes to ministry. Sometimes, you know, you'll hear preachers or you'll you'll, you'll hear people say, the Lord spoke to me. And Sometimes people hear an audible voice. Sometimes it's, a, it's just something that you hear in your spirit or you, you feel or you sense. And uh, so there's, there's ways that the Lord speaks to me that way. And then obviously through written scripture and then conversations, there's different things that will come up. And you can just feel that the Lord is speaking to you or giving you direction. And one of the ways, one of the supernatural ways that the Lord will speak to me or impress on me how to pray for people is I'll feel things in my body and that's how I'll know how to call out. And I'll feel a certain pain in a certain area that's not normal for me and I'll call that out and there'll be an individual there and that's how I know how to pray for people. And every now and then, God will have me live through a situation as a prophetic act to know what to pray for or what to preach or what to speak at. And that's exactly what happened at the beginning of this year. I was getting on my first airplane of the year, December the 31st of 2023, getting ready to preach watch night service and receive this new year. And I got to the airport early. I was in Chicago flying to preach in Virginia Beach. And I got and I was traveling with three of the kids and we got to the air. We left my mother's house at 5 a.m., got to O'Hare Airport at 5.40 a.m. after we returned the rental car, and our plane wasn't leaving till like 7. I mean, I was extra early that day. 
And we got to the airport, got to the plane, everything is great, get to security, the line is longer than I've ever seen the line in the time I've lived in Chicago and since I lived, left Chicago. I remember, I think I called Gina from the airport and she said, oh yeah, that line, because she had flown out the day prior, she said, it's the worst I've ever seen it. So we finally get through this long delayed line of security, we get to the gate, we board the airplane. Why they let us board the airplane, I'll never know. But we sit down in the seats, and we're getting ready to come up, ready to take off. And it says, "Bing, hey everyone, this is your captain." That usually means it's bad news. He said, "Well, as you've probably noticed, it's cold out there." And so we're going to have to de-ice the airplane. And he said, and I'm fighting a weather front that's coming in. So we're going to have to really time this de-icing with the weather front that's coming in because it takes a little bit of time to de-ice the airplane. And there's 24 airplanes in front of us. And they all have to be de-iced. And then we all have to take off before the weather comes in or we're going to be delayed. And so... As, as you can believe it, we were delayed getting de-iced. And then right when we were going to take off, we were delayed from taking off. And then by the time we were delayed from taking off, there was new ice on the plane, so they had to put us back in the other line so that we could get de-iced again, so that we could take off again. And by the time I got to Charlotte, we had, of course, missed our connections. And I was going to fly in one direction. My kids were flying home to Tennessee. So we get to Charlotte. And when we get to Charlotte, there's not a gate agent that can receive the airplane. And so now we're delayed again, sitting on the tarmac, waiting in Charlotte for someone to come and just, you know, do the little video game control and bring the jet bridge up to the airplane so that we can get out. By the time we get off, our planes have already left. And so I got my three kids with me. And the plane to go to Norfolk, Virginia, says now boarding. So I still have a chance to get on my plane. But I have a responsibility called family. And one of those three has never flown without me. He's like, Dad, mm -mm. Mm -mm. you're going to trust me with Cole and my mm -mm. Mm -mm. I mean, straight up. He said it in front of him. Didn't even care that they were listening. He's like, Dad, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I'm like, okay. So I, I, I could go, but I have responsibility. And so I have to walk past this door, get my kids, help them find another plane and get them on their airplane. And in the time that I'm waiting for their plane, I've now missed two flights to Norfolk, but I, it's responsibility. It's what I'm, I'm, I'm a dad before anything else. So I got to take care of the kids, make sure they're good. Finally get them on their airplane, deuces the whole way through, get them boarded. And then I go running and I look for a plane, and by the time I get to the other, the third plane I could have gone on, that one's now left, and they don't, it, uh, forgive me, that one didn't have any room for me. They said, but there's a fourth plane. We can definitely get you on that one, and that'll land by 7.30, and I thought, okay, well, that's all right, because service isn't until 9 o'clock. So I get to that plane, and by the time we're ready to start boarding that plane, we have a flat tire, and they said, we're going to need a little bit to change the flat tire. And so that's all right. So they're going to change the flat tire. We're still going to, and I promise there's a point to all of this and why I'm prophesying this to this corporate body. By the time they get done uh, changing the flat tire, they said, now we're going to land at 8.30. And then my phone pinged again. Beep. There's another ping. We're delayed again because when they went to check the tire, they realized that they needed to put new brake pads on the wheel that needed a tire. 
But when they took the pads off, they realized that they also needed rotors on the wheel where they needed the pads that they needed the tire. And an airplane wheel doesn't just use one rotor or two rotors. It has 16 rotors that they have to change. And it's New Year's Eve. And everybody in the airplane, every employee in the airport is taking selfies out on the tarmac. And I got a service that I got to preach and I need to get to. And I'm not dressed. My hair isn't combed. I'm in sweatpants and a sweat and a hoodie because I thought I'd have time to change it to church and now it's getting so close that I'm going to land after service time and so they said we're definitely going to take off by nine o'clock and so I go to the men's bathroom and I mean someone was probably calling hotline numbers on me at the airport because I hooked up a steamer in the airport and I'm steaming my suit and I'm washing my hair and I'm shaving I look like I live in that place and where I'm having an awkward moment and every man walking into the bathroom is having I'm like hello hi don't look I'm just getting dressed don't mind me and I'm just getting saved and sanctified, putting on my bishop's gear and getting all ready for the house of the Lord in a public men's restroom in the Charlotte airport. Yes, I'm on the poster there in some cafeteria. (laughs) And then we were delayed because the crew gets timed out. You understand where I'm going with all the story. So at that point, I'm sure the church is going to cancel me. And so I call them. I said, listen, they have just updated the, the, our, our, our arrival time. They said that this plane is not arriving until 1141. Service had started at 9 o'clock, and I'm supposed to help them ring in the new year. I'm going to land at 1141, and I got a 15 to 17-minute drive from the airport to the church. I figured they're just going to say, don't bother coming. And so I have already rented a car so that I can drive home. I mean, I'm ready because I'm sure they're going to cancel. I called the pastor. He steps out halfway through service they've already received three offerings in the service sung every song that they have and they're just delaying now they're just asking people does anybody have a testimony right now I mean does anybody just want to say something and so I mean they're just having karaoke night at this point people are talking and I called the pastor he takes the call and I said this is a reality he said no 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 don't worry we're gonna wait on you because we just really feel like the Lord has a word for us I'm like my God man I mean Let me give it to you over FaceTime. (laughs) Just being honest with you. So the, fi- the, the they changed the airplane because, oh, that was the other part I forgot. They finally said, we're just not going to even mess with this airplane. We're just going to put you on a new airplane. Finally la- land. I get to Virginia Beach. What, by the time I take, they hand me the mic, it is 11.53 p.m. on December the 31st. I got seven minutes to land a 27-minute sermon and receive the new year. And I'm trying to figure out because, Gene, I'll tell you, I get flustered before church. I, you, you would think after 25. 26 years of do you know coming to church and preaching you think I just whatever Mm-mm. I get real flustered especially when all these things are happening whatever so like I'm, I'm praying in the car and I'm like Lord why is this happening to me? Why? Of all days, I haven't prayed. T- you know, I, sp- I stayed home most of December with my kids. I got to preach the service. And Lord, we're televising and we're doing this. I don't understand why there's delays. I don't understand why I'm having to go through this. Not only one delay. Why did there have to be nine delays today? Why did it have to be weather, the things I can't control? Why did it have to be family, the things that I'm responsible for? Why did it have to be crew, the crew, people that aren't even in my life? Why did I have to live through all of these delays just to get to church today? and I got seven minutes and I don't know what I'm going to say and I'm not feeling really spiritual and I don't know if I left the Holy Ghost in the airplane or if it's in me right now. I'm probably going to have to fake it when they put the mic in my hand. Lord, why am I going through all of this? And they put the mic in my hand. It's like a baton. 
And no sooner did they put that mic in my hand that I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, I let you live through today what the people that you're preaching to have been living through all year. And he said, I want you to tell them. And he said, and I want you to tell every church until I tell you different. That's why last week I preached that sermon. This is the second sermon the Lord told me to preach to every church I go to. He said, I want you to tell them that as cliche as it sounds, the word of the Lord to them in this season is that they have been delayed but they have not been denied. The Lord, I mean, this is from the preacher's chair to the podium. He said, you were delayed in Chicago. You were delayed in Charlotte. You were delayed by weather. You were delayed by an airplane. You were delayed by people. You were delayed by air traffic. You were delayed, but you made it to where you are supposed to be. And he said, you tell these people, these people that have been waiting on delayed healings and delayed miracles and delayed bonuses and delayed promotions. They've been waiting on deferred they've been living on deferred hope they've just been waiting that one day someday what God promised is going to take place the Lord told me to tell you that the wait is over you have been delayed but his word has not been denied if God said it there's no devil in hell there's no weather pattern there's no family situation there's no mechanical issue that can do, that can stop the word of God from being fulfilled and so I'm preaching this morning in this 9 a.m. service to a group of people that have promise over their life, prophecy over their life, destiny spoken over them. They've been planning and they've been preparing. But every time it seems like it's about to happen, it's been delayed once and twice and thrice. But I come in the name of the Lord to tell you it's not been denied. You're going to step in to the fulfillment of that word. God's word is going to be true, made true. And you might be late, but you're going to arrive where you're supposed to be in the name of the Lord. Someone give him praise today. Hallelujah. So this is what the Lord is speaking to me as I go from the preacher chair to the podium. And so I'm getting quickened and I'm getting touched by the Holy Ghost the whole way. I'm, I mean, look like I'm having convulsions all the way up to the pulpit as I'm getting my touch and my word. And then the Lord took me to Exodus 33. He said, that is the word you are to give them. Get up and go. For the Israelites had been delayed for many, for many years and for a season. They had been delayed sometimes by their own rebellion and by the rebellion of others. They had been delayed by idolatry. They had been delayed by indecision. They had been delayed and they were sitting, not moving, not going forward, not going backwards. They were just in the same place, time after time, when the word of the Lord came and said, it's time to get up and go. That place that you've been stuck in, that place that you've just been lingering in, it's time to get up and go and so now listen I'm not hating on anybody I'm not here I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing stones at anybody I know that some of us are delayed because there have been real issues of trauma that have had us stuck in a cycle year after year after year and I'm not diminishing your pain and I'm not acting like it's not strong and that it didn't have real effects in your life but the word of the Lord is you have to get up and you have to come out of that thing you have to get up and you have to 
walk into your healing, walk into your deliverance, walk into your salvation. Walk. You can't be so stuck in yesterday that you can't receive what God's doing today and what he wants to birth in your tomorrow. It's been, I, I understand the delay is frustrating. I get so, I, 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 I'm, I am a firstborn. I'm an alpha male. I'm a, I got to do it all because I'd rather do it than someone else do it and slow it down. I hate delays. I hate being late. I hate when things don't happen when they're supposed to be. I'm the nerd with the clock. And if you say 901 and it's 903, I say you're two minutes. I'm that nerd. No one likes hanging out with me when it starts coming to time because of the way I, I don't like when things are delayed, but I just want to thank God today that even knowing my temperament, even knowing the way I am, even knowing that when things don't happen when I want them to happen, I'm prone to try to manufacture them to happen because I want things to happen. I just want to thank God that He's had his grace has even covered when I tried to manufacture what only he can produce in the miraculous. I want to thank God that even when I've been, I know you've never done this, but even when I've been frustrated with his time clock and I've been frustrated that things didn't happen when I were thought they were supposed to happen, I just want to thank God that he was never late. Everything was on time and now I can look be, I can look back and I, I can say God knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. So it's been delayed but it's not been denied. So what do you do when you're stuck? What do you do when things are delayed? Well, you got to do better than me. That's number one. You got to be your own life coach and talk yourself out of, the, out, of, out of the pit. Ask Gina how it is with me. I start getting mad at the airlines. I start wanting to Google people and Yelp people and leave reviews. And, I just, and you know what? Not a one of those things is going to make that airplane take off faster. I get mad at the pilot and, you know, I get mad at the people on the road when they're in the left lane going 45 in a 65 mile an hour. And, and listen, the Chicago in me, I can't kill the Chicago that's in me. I've tried. Tell you right now. When I finally get past that person, yes, I got to look at them. And every now and then, I just got to lean on that horn and just let that thing play for about 12 seconds. And <laughs> notice I'm not, you've noticed I've been preaching over on this side most of the sermon because I, I don't want to make eye contact with my wife. At some point, my wife will ask you, say, did that help? I say, yeah, kind of. It helped me. Let me let off some steam. Got some things out of me. I was, that look, she's like, oh, you got them, didn't you? Ooh, they're really feeling it. I'm like. <laughs> Those delays of life will get you so angry. Sometimes you'll take it out on the wrong people that didn't cause the delay. And you'll get frustrated with people that are genuinely trying to help you. Genuinely trying to stand with you. And then you'll, you'll do like I admitted a little while ago. You'll get frustrated with the Lord. I've been a tither for X amount of years. And I've gone, Lord, I've been a member of 24 different churches. Well, anyways. 
Lord, I've, I've, I've walked through this. I've walked through. I don't understand. And so our frustration, rather than to propel us forward, will actually cause us to get even more delayed. Because I watched that airplane that took off to Virginia Beach. There was a passenger that started with us who didn't end with us. Because he got a little loud in the gate. <laughs> and it wasn't me. I made it, okay? I'm not telling my own story right now. I kept my mouth shut. Gina would have been proud of me that day in the, air, in the airport. But there was this guy. He was getting so agitated. He started getting so loud, so obnoxious, so condescending. Talk it, the get, you know that poor gate agent? Now listen, again, I live on airplanes, fly 300,000 miles a year. I get it. I know all the frustrations of everything happening in there. But I'm also cognizant to the fact that that, that little lady or that man behind the, the, the computer at the gate, she doesn't fly the plane. She doesn't put gas in the plane. She doesn't know anything about the, the weather patterns. She's just the poor person that has to get on the intercom and say, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be delayed. And then she has to take all the hate. And I'm telling you, this man started laying into her in front of all the passengers, not close by. He was on the other side. And I mean, he's yelling and he's getting go and he and she said, sir, I've told you everything I told you. Well, you haven't told me anything yet. And I mean, just going and going. And next thing I know, TSA has shown up and then the police have shown up. Security showed up and that man was no more. He was raptured at the Charlotte airport. I <laughs> His wrong reaction caused him to be further delayed. Sometimes the way you react to things will cause it to take even. Listen, it was only supposed to take the Israelites 11 days to get from Egypt to the promised land. But it took 40 years of delays because it wasn't just enough to get stuck. They had to get angry. And then they got rebellious. And then they got antagonistic. And next thing you know, they were just walking in circles in the same place for 40 years because their speech didn't line up with their promise. Their actions didn't line up with their promise. And I'm just, I'm trying to help someone because the promise will not be denied. You will step into the promise that God gave you. But why? Why walk around for 40 years with without what belongs to you? Why wander for another year without that promotion or without that blessing or without that answered prayer because of a wrong thing you said or a wrong attitude you said? Why don't we make it right today and say, I've made a decision. I'm not going to be delayed anymore. I'm not going to be angry anymore. I'm not going to be frustrated anymore. I'm going to lift mine eyes to the hill from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And I know that if God promised me, God will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I read further in Exodus 32, the Lord said, you, you get the people. And you get up and you get going. But I'm not going with you. Because if I go with you, I'm probably going to hurt someone. I mean, this is Old Testament God right now, okay? I'm not going with you because I'm liable to, well, we'd say this in Chicago and not actually mean it. I'm liable to kill one of y'all. Well, we wouldn't say y'all. You guys. We're liable to kill one of you guys. The Lord said, I'm not going. You just go, but I'm not going with you. Now, every parent has been in that boat before. You have told, even though you won't admit it, go, just go. 
Mom, are you coming? No. Go. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Just go. Because your frustration will just Okay, maybe it's not your kids. Every one of you married folk in this room at one point has said, Or they've tapped you on the shoulder. And you say, mm-mm, not now. Mm-mm, now's not the time. But thank God they had an intercessor named Moses. Said, Lord, I know the people have been rebellious. I know we've said some things that we're not supposed to say. I know we've done some things that we're not supposed to do. But Lord, we can't go without your presence. We can't go without you part of the reason we're delayed is because we were trying to act and do things and make decisions out of your will and out of your presence lord if your presence doesn't go with us we're not moving someone needs to make a decision this year I'm not going to try to manufacture anything that God's not in. I'm not going to kick open a door that God doesn't open. I'm not going to insist on something that God hasn't spoken. I'm going to wait on the presence of the Lord to guide me and direct me because his path is always right. And God spoke back to Moses almost instantly because that's the power of repentance. That's the power of when you get things right with God at the very moment. God said, I'm not going with you. Moses said, we can't go without you. God said, you have nothing to worry about, sir. You tell those people, I'm going with you. I'm going to personally take you through the desert. I'm going to personally take you through the wilderness. And I'm going to personally bring you into the land that flows with milk and honey. I want someone to know that when you get things right with God, you won't need anyone else because he'll be your personal entourage, your personal escort, your personal guide your personal tour guide right through the valleys of this life the wilderness of this life and he will bring you in to the land that flows with milk and honey you just have to make a decision in your mind I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow it again I'm not gonna speak wrong again I have been delayed too much I'm just I'm just gonna trust the Lord that I'm going to get to where he wants me to be. Sometimes, and this, I'm coming to a close. I'm going to land. I'm going to do what American Airlines, oops, I called them out. Could it do December the 31st? I'm going to land this airplane right now. Here we go. Musicians, start cracking your knuckles. It's time to come to a close. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. You'll look crazy, but sometimes you have to get this right with yourself. A lot of people depend on too many other people to do what they have the power on the inside of themselves to do through Christ Jesus. So you'll have, you'll have problems, you'll have delays, you'll have drama, and you'll go post it all over social media. So sometimes you do it for sympathy. Sometimes you do it for an answer. Sometimes, not you all, but some. At the other church, sometimes they do it for attention. <laughs> but there's not one friend that you have on Facebook or Instagram that can be your answer. But David said, I will make my complaint known before him. See, there's nothing wrong with the complaint. There's nothing wrong with the petition. 
It's just making sure you make it to the right department. To the one that can solve the problem. There is, I'm closing with this. There was a young man in the Bible that some refer to as the prodigal. Now, I don't call him the prodigal because he hasn't been a prodigal for 2,000 years. I think it would be unfair and unjust to call him the prodigal son when he's been found. Religious people do that. They always identify you by what you used to be. Blind Bartimaeus. Man, he hasn't been blind in like 2,300 years. Rahab the harlot. She left the business 6,000 years ago. The prodigal son, he was found 2,022 years ago. Sometimes people always identify you by what you were. Hey, isn't that the one that's delayed? Isn't that the one that backslid? Isn't that the one that got divorced? Isn't that the one that got angry? Isn't that the one that lost the house? Isn't that, isn't that the family that got bankrupt? Isn't that the one that had the DUI or the DWI or all the D's and all the I's? Always identifying you by what you used to be. There was this, this young man who made a decision. It wasn't a great decision. In fact, it was a horrible decision. He left the riches of his father's house. He knew he left what was right. And he went off on his own to do it his way. He inspired Frank Sinatra. Right? I did it my way. And doing it his way, turns out it didn't work. And he ended up being so hungry. How hungry was he? He was so hungry that the Bible says that he desired, he craved to eat what the pigs were eating. It doesn't say he ate it. He was so messed up, he could only desire to eat what the pigs are eating. Now, I know some of y'all are on a Daniel's fast. And I've seen the way some of you all were looking at me last week when I was talking about steak and ribs. And so I could see you salivating. You're just, you're craving something you're not eating right now. When is the fast over, by the way? Is it tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow? Today? Tomorrow? Under grace yesterday. I mean, you know, it's on whatever. It's easy. <laughs> That's hunger. Hunger to look at something and just wish now, I'll tell you, I've been on a fast before. I have never looked at slop and said, Ooh, I wish I could eat that. I mean, he's in the worst of worst conditions. He's delayed. He's supposed to have a full inheritance. He's got a partial inheritance. He's supposed to be ruling and reigning with his father, who's a ruler and a reigner. And here's, here he is hanging out with pigs. up my own words up here and while sitting in a pig's pen he started talking to himself what am I doing here why am I here there are servants in my father's house eating better than I am there I, I don't I shouldn't be here I gotta get up I gotta get moving I, I can't stay here I, I'm gonna make a decision today I'm gonna make a decision I have delayed some things that should have come to me. I have delayed some special moments, but I'm going to go back to my father's house. And I'm not going to leave as arrogant as I, I'm not going to go home as arrogant as I left. Because I left with demands. I'm going to come home with no expectations, but to say, just can I come back into the house? I'm going to tell him I'm not even worthy to be a son. Just receive me as a servant.
he had to make a decision. He had to make a decision. I'm going to get up. Because there are those delays you can't control, like the airplane. And then there are the delays that you can control. He had to make a decision. I am not staying here any longer. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. And he started on a path home by himself. He left with friends and he left with money. But now he's walking home, homeless, moneyless, and friendless. Walking home, but determined I'm not going to be delayed anymore. And I just want to thank God that the Bible says that while he was walking home, his father was standing on a hill. Just waiting. I wonder how many days, how many weeks, how many months did the father stand there waiting to see him come home? I wonder how, I wonder, see, we, we, we talk about, talk about the incredible faith of a father to go out every day and say, I know he was rebellious. I know he made a, a bad decision, but that's my son. And I know that sooner than later, my boy is coming home. I want you to know. I'm talking to every person that's been delayed by a bad decision, been, been delayed by sin and rebellion. I want you to know that your heavenly father has never wavered. His faith in you has never wavered. He's just been waiting, waiting, and waiting for you to come back to the father's house. And the Bible says that when the boy made the decision to come back, the Bible says he didn't have to make it all the way to his father's house. The Bible says his father came running down a hill and before he could ever get home the Bible says that the father put rings on his finger and put robes around his neck the hallelujah the ring is a seal which means the favor of the ruler in Spanish when someone is baptized in the Holy Ghost in, in Spanish we use the term sellado which means they are sealed in the Holy Ghost it means the favor of God has sealed them I want you to know that when you make a right decision towards God he'll put a seal of favor he'll put a seal of protection over you and You've been delayed, but the promise won't be denied. And by the time he got home, they were cooking pigs, they were cooking steaks, and there was a party. And oh, by the way, it didn't matter who in the house didn't think he deserved the ring, didn't deserve the robe, and didn't deserve the party. Didn't matter who didn't think he was qualified. Didn't matter if his own brother spoke against him. The father had sealed him with favor. The father found him halfway home. And I just want to thank God right now that there are things in my life that were delayed, but they have not been denied. And if you could see in heaven right now, there is a celebration, there's a party taking place because though you have been delayed, his promise is not denied in your life. I think you ought to praise him right now. Would you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. If you'll stand with me for a moment as I bring this thing to a close the Bible says that there is joy in the presence of the angels when a sinner repents of their sins and when I was growing up and heard that verse I had always been the way we had understood it at the time I'll say it that way is that we had understood that it was the, it was the angels that had on the party hats blowing the blow horns and 
sounding off the whistles. We thought it was the angels until we read it a little closer. And we read that it says that there is joy in the presence of the angels when a sinner repents. It's not the angels that are throwing a party. It's your heavenly father. Just like the father of that son that was lost and found. It's your heavenly father rejoicing and saying, Susie's coming home. Bobby's coming home. Michelle's getting right. Laura has been delayed, but it's not been. And I want you to. And, and so then I got to wondering last week. Is it only the initial repentance that causes a party in heaven? Or is the non-stop party in heaven? Because every time you repent, every time you make a right decision, every time that you come out of a pit, does the I have a hunch that every time that you come and you say, Lord, I'm sorry, the Father throws another party. And that's why the party never stops in heaven. Because we have been delayed, but we are not, we are not going to be denied. Every healing, every financial miracle, every gift in our family every blessing, every deliverance, everything that God has ever promised us, it shall come to pass. Now in the name of the Lord, I say get up and start walking towards your, start praying, start giving, start acting towards your miracle. So this altar call this morning, I'm checking the time, I know we got to go, but this altar call this morning, is for anyone, might not be everyone, but for anyone that says, Preacher, I've been one of those that has been delayed. But I'm believing that I've not, I'm not going to be denied any longer. If that's you at the count of three, well, she already beat you. But if you want to be number two, when I count to three, get in this altar. One, she got, I'm look, where's number three? Hallelujah. First and second's already here, and here comes third place. One, two, three, anyone that's been delayed. Hallelujah. You've been delayed, but it's not going to be denied. Hallelujah. 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 I'm waiting for you. There's more that need to come. I'm waiting for you. Hallelujah. 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 Now, while these are coming, let me, let me make the call I didn't make last week in the 9 a.m. service. If you have never been water baptized or a lot of things have happened along the way, and you feel God calling you back to be rebaptized, I think it's okay. I think it's all right. You know, some of us, now let I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with what I feel. Some of us got baptized really early in our lives. I was eight years old. February the 19th, 1989, right before I turned nine years old, I was water baptized. Hallelujah. Some of you were baptized when you were five and six. Maybe you don't remember your baptism. And maybe, and this isn't for everyone, okay? But maybe there's just been that, that thing in you that says, man, I just, I just feel like I need to be rebaptized. Don't, don't ignore the call of God. You can answer that. Maybe you were baptized as an infant and you had no say over your baptism. Maybe you don't remember your baptism. Maybe you were one of those kids that got in the, what I call the Pentecostal conga line at youth camp. Everyone else was getting baptized, so you got in the river too. But it was more about uh, peer pressure 
then Holy Ghost conviction. Today, make the decision because you know it's right. Like I said, we'll be baptizing at the end of the 11 o'clock service. Or you can sign up with Pastor, Pastor Pavey. They could sign up to be baptized another day as well, right? But if you want to answer that call today and say, Preacher, I'm one of those that needs to be baptized or rebaptized. If that's you, would you raise your hand? One, two, three. Would you raise your hand? Is there anyone in this 9 o'clock service? I see one hand back there. Is there anyone else over on this side? I'm going to linger here for a moment. There's one. I'm a fisherman. I'm fishing for souls right now. I don't get nervous. I'm just checking the platform just in case. All right. I had one right there. God bless you. Is there anyone else? There's two. God bless you. Hallelujah. Anyone else on this side that I need to find? There's three. There's four. God bless you. Hallelujah. Anyone else? They're, they're pointing somewhere else that maybe I don't see. Hallelujah. Five. In the name of Jesus. They're pointing somewhere over here. There's five. Is there anyone else over here? Hallelujah. God bless you. Six. God bless you. Anyone else? There's at least six more that have seven. God bless you. Hallelujah. There's at least seven that have already made a decision. Now, the Holy Ghost is going to work on some more people this week. Because I know how the Holy Ghost is. You'd be tossing and turning in bed at night. Popping your third melatonin and you still can't sleep. Graduate to NyQuil and Robitussin nighttime. That stuff is powerful, by the way. <laughs> and when you wait, when you sit up and you say, why can't I sleep? Your next sentence should be, Lord, do you want to talk? And I'm going to tell you that in the nighttime hour, he's going to call you to the water of baptism. I'm prophesying it. I'm speaking into existence. By the time I come back, you're going to say, I'm, I'm the one. I'm the one. So there's at least seven more. There's at least 20 in the second service. And there's more that the Spirit will call this week. I'm telling you, hallelujah, we're in revival, ladies and gentlemen. It's not coming. It's here. I feel to prophesy to this corporate body that there are prophecies that were spoken by other evangelists and other men and women of God of what would take place in this congregation, things that would be realized, dreams that would be fulfilled that have yet to be seen. Yeah, says the Spirit of the Lord, they have been delayed for a season, but they are not denied, for they came from my very mouth, saith the Lord of hosts. I spoke it into existence, and any word I speak cannot fall flat to the ground or be left void if i said it it shall come to pass and in this season saith the spirit of god you will walk into the fulfillment of my word you'll walk into the realization that i did not change my mind it was delayed for a season but it was never denied man cannot deny what i promise systems of this world cannot stop and block what i promise for i am the lord and when i speak what i speak shall come to pass and now you just as the just as the israelites did you will walk into the land that flows with milk and honey you will not be delayed by rebellion you will not be delayed by religion you will not be delayed by idolatry you will not wander and walk in circles but you will walk into the fulfillment of my word get ready saith the spirit of god for i will bring you into your land and your season and i do do this thing now, says the Lord. Uh.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is how I want us to do this altar call as they lead us in song. I want you to act like that young man that was in the pig's pen. And I want you to start talking to yourself about what you know about God. That's why you got to know the word. You got, that's why you got to know his promise. You need to make a decision. I'm not going to stay. Listen, some of you, this isn't for everyone. Some of you need to make a decision. I'm not going to stay sick. There's power in your tongue, ladies and gentlemen. You speak sickness every day. Oh, I don't feel good. This hurts. Stop doing it. Make a decision. I'm not going to hurt in my knees anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, just some, someone has to, sometimes you just got to make a decision. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be angry anymore. I'm not going to be anxious anymore. I'm not going to be hurt. I'm making a decision today. I'm going to be healed. And you say, well, what if it doesn't change tomorrow? You just confess it the next day. You keep making that confession until that confession becomes your reality. Just make a decision. I just start all over this congregation. Let's, let's start talking right now. Let's start making some confessions to the Lord. sickness, sin, and disease. I take authority over the devils of this world that have been delaying the promises that God spoke to these people. Devil, you have no right to be in our way. You have no right to block the promises of God. You have no right to mess with our children, mess with our money, mess with our marriage, and mess with our ministry. So I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord, you gotta pick up your weapons and you have to flee right now. I decree in the name of Jesus that the delay is over and it's time to step into the land that flows with milk and honey. I speak healing over you. I speak prosperity over you. I speak joy unspeakable over you. I speak victory over you. I said I speak victory over you. I say this is the season of the recompense, the restitution, and the reconciliation. In the name of Jesus, be blessed now. Come on, give a praise in this house. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up,
Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.